Hey, now, good people. Welcome to episode 106 of the Full Coverage Football Show. We are live here on StreamYard. We are live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook, Twitter. You name it, we are there. And all day tomorrow, you can check out all your favorite podcasting sites because we'll be there too, baby. My name is Jeremy at Somerville CLE on the Twitterverse. That's my tag team partner, Mr. Drew Ward at Detroit Dave 7 on the Twitterverse. Brother, how you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. It's good to be back uh, after missing, missing last week. Um, no, man, I'm, I'm happy to be back. There's there, there's a lot of good things to talk about that I hope we uh, we get into tonight. There is a lot of good stuff to talk about. We're going to start with some anger issues. But before we get to that, what Airbnb are you staying at tonight? So this is uh, actually a treehouse. Um, okay. Really a pretty bougie one, if I can say so. But yeah, you're overlooking uh, some mountains with probably like a little village down there. I can't confirm any of the details because I just <laughs> typed in treehouse. Um, but yeah, And you don't want anyone at. to know where you are tonight. Right, I mean, right. You can't let very, people know your actual location. This is a very secluded area. <laughs> Alright, let's try something new here. I, uh, I downloaded some footage. We'll see if it works because I was using the Tic Tac, as the kids would call it. But uh, let's watch, uh, maybe this is Devontae Adams. Maybe it's not either one. We'll go with whatever it is. Frustration from Adams and whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't have that as Adams leaves the field. The frustrations. Dead center of our screen here. Devontae Adams. Not only at the end of the game when he ran into Hunter Renfro. These two dudes, two of the better route runners in the league, Go to cross and they run into each other. They fall down. Derek Carr sends the ball sailing thirty yards downfield. Yeah, he goes off the field. He is pissed as all hell. Starts slamming his helmet. Okay, slam your helmet's one thing, but then you're walking off the field and you're gonna push a photographer out of your way, and now you're facing police charges. Which let's admit this: this is not gonna go to court in any kind of charges. They're going to settle. 10 grand or something. Yeah. I mean, that dude didn't get hurt. Devontae pushed him. And yeah, he's a strong professional athlete. But dude felt like, come on. I mean, if Devontae wasn't rich, this would have been like two dudes just going at it. But yeah. Devontae, yeah, come on. You can't do that, man. What are your thoughts on this, bud? I think it's not that big of a deal. I mean, so like that when I, so like I originally saw, and then I saw like the second angle, like the guy like walked like right in his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you know, shoved him to the ground. But to your point, it's not like he was like a malicious shove. Like the dude fell down and was completely fine. Like, and then it's just I, it, the NFL is not going to hopefully suspend him a game or anything ridiculous like that. I think that's ridiculous. But the NFL may with with the way that they run their rules and regulations. What do we know about the NFL? If you do it on camera, you're busted. Yeah, you're that's done. True. Because don't forget, Elvin Kamara curb stomped a dude in Vegas. It's true. I mean, we that still happens. have no word on what's going to happen with that. Not so like next year. No, probably not. But meanwhile, <laughs> Devontae, because it's on Monday Night Football, oh, damn, it's the end of the world. I mean, no, that's the I, way it goes. I know. It was a bad look for sure, though, right? But, yeah. I mean, do you personally believe there should be any uh, action taken from the league uh, besides maybe a, a fine? <laughs> Devontae's making like 20-some million. They'll, they'll find him. He'll pay out some money to the photographer, and then we move on from this, hopefully. Either way, Devontae, don't do it. Yeah, Obviously, he's yeah. got to get something, but this is not a good look. Don't just fucking don't do it, dude. I understand being pissed. You're playing terrible. And your coach, we're going to get into the Brandon Staley scale of stupid later on here. But on that scale, like this is a level five maybe. You're a team. You're one in four, one in three going into this game. You're playing pretty well against – the best team in your division up to this point, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And you're Josh McDaniels, and I get Derek Carr was pumped and maybe saying it before the drive, let's go for two, let's go for two. And, yeah, Josh Jacobs is running all over the place. But then you get down there, and it's 30-29, and you decide to go for two when you could have just tied it with Daniel Carlson, who is a very good place kicker who's going to probably kick it through the nets. And you have a chance to give your team more life, but instead – you blow it. Like, do you agree with his decision to go for two, or should they have just gone for the tie at least and play to live another down? No, no, I think that you you play for the tie in that situation. I mean, I, I get so like this is like something that needs to be said because I think it's kind of interesting. You see it more and more around the league. Like, guys are making whether it's analytics in their mind decisions, but there's some really baffling late game decisions being made in the NFL right now. Um so for me personally, I tie it, but I, I get the idea 
that you're on the road, you're playing the Chiefs, you're playing Mahomes, you get up by a point. If you know, if you don't have to keep this this track meet up and down the field, then do you try to? I, I get the thought process, but I think in that position, your offense has played well enough that you can roll them back out there and feel really good because the Chiefs were were not they weren't stopping them offensively. And to your point, Josh Jacobs was fantastic. He was. He was excellent. And I understand going for two. I understand wanting to be aggressive. I like being aggressive, but there's a time and place. And I think I the reason these guys are going for it now is because they can always go, you know, it really wasn't me. It's the analytics set. And they're using it as a cop-out right now. And you're one in four, Josh and McDaniels. You're doing terrible. Right. right. Y'all needed a win or at least a tire. In that it's case, better, that last it's drive. a better team than that. It's a better it team is. than that. This was it, a team that went to the wild card round last year with an interim head coach. And right now you brought in Devontae Adams and you're playing like hell. Yeah. It's it's tough, man. It it, it is because I thought, of course, they were going to be good. You thought they're going to be good. I yep. they still can potentially be good. I, you know, the math says starting one and four isn't ideal for you. Uh, so we'll see. And it's it's kind of a between them and Denver, it's kind of a mess. It is. And we expected this to be a pretty good division. I thought, I think we both thought Denver would be the worst team, but I don't think we thought they'd be this bad what they are right now. But we'll talk about them later on. So, Dave, thanks for commenting on the show. He said, how about Brady getting that lame call? Well, guess what, buddy? Our next comment, or our next subject here is, do QBs need safe words? I mean, it is getting ridiculous. Tom Brady gets hugged, taken down to the field gently, basically laid down. They just set a pillow down for him, laid his head down gently pass or they're calling roughing the passer chris jones falls while trying to strip Derek carr of the ball this is a 320 pound man who's falling trying to strip a football and they're going to call pass interference on that what do you want from these defensive players i understand trying to prevent injuries to quarterbacks tua got his head spiked and he's been out for three weeks he's also a smaller quarterback it probably looked more vicious due to that it's it's looking at what these quarterbacks are going through, and I understand trying to protect them, but the guys on defense need to be protected too because right now you're expecting them to do magical things, do Chris Angel levitating shit when they're trying to tackle a quarterback. What do we do here? Do we put them in dresses like Troy Aikman said? Oh, no, we can't say put them in dresses. It's the end of the damn world. But what are we going to do here? What is the idea to fix this? Because it's Einstein. We're gonna keep rolling with the way it is. Is sadly to, to the to the Brady call, atrocious, embarrassing, ridiculous. That you would you would throw that flag on that tackle at that stage of the game. I and, and listen. <laughs> I'm not saying Atlanta was, but Atlanta had the momentum. Atlanta had scored 14 straight points. They had done nothing. And then for them to call that with the way that they fought their ass and we're going to get off the field, that is it, that one to me, it takes the cake of, of any I've seen in, in multiple years. That was crazy. I mean, that was just like a normal around the waist spins around, falls on his butt. You get back up and that's it. And, and, and so for me, that one was just out of line. Um, and it's the kind of stuff we expect to see Tom Brady get, but this was even above that. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is. Yeah. This was. This was like somebody had the money line, or they had the. Yeah. The money line on this game, and they they needed to make sure they cashed because that's certainly how it felt when you watch that that play call or that uh you know that call on that play. It's just. I, I mean, and, and then for again, you look at Atlanta, and it's just like they're like, really? That's what it's gonna be? We're just mm-hmm. calling that? And this is Grady Jarrett, who is a pretty damn good defensive tackle. And this is a guy who he's a big dude. Like these are big athletic bears and you're expecting them to do unimaginable things to not put their weight on. They're all doing a pretty damn good job of that. And it's probably going to cause more injuries eventually. But these guys, there's only so much they can do before we start putting flags and red jerseys on quarterbacks. And Raj, Uncle Raj, don't make me do this shit. I haven't had to talk to you in a while. But don't make me do this shit where I got to sit here and have a whole little segment where I just say, "What's so what, up, Uncle Rod?" No, so so okay. So what do you? What's your plan? What do you think? Is it is it a challengeable flag? Is that a way around it? But, Honestly, but then, but then to me, when it goes to replay, what's 
I don't even know what a tackle is anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, the Browns <laughs> defense doesn't know what a tackle is anymore. Yeah, it's like I what mean, the, <laughs> what the hell is a tackle anymore? I, I don't know. Because if that wasn't a tackle and that was that was roughing, that's that's out of control. If there is not malicious intent in the tackle and you're not putting all of your weight on that, trying to injure the player, there should be no call. These are big bears running full speed, playing a rough game, and they are doing their damnedest for the most part. I mean, some of these plays, you're getting spiked, okay. But for 95% of these calls, shouldn't be roughing the passer. Either, Either make it a challengeable offense where you have to see malicious intent or that they put their weight on them. And then it's going to cause even more shit because it's going to be like the pass interference rule when it was brought up to be a challengeable offense. And it lasted a year because it slowed down the game. It was so It's like five and a half hour games. We don't want that. And we don't want touch football. And yeah, welcome to touch football. We don't want it that way. I do think though, I do think that challenging roughing is, is, is more cut and dry than pass interference. You would think. I would say. I, and, of course, the NFL would find a way to make it more complicated. But if you think about it, it's way more cut and dry than the pass interference rule. Yeah. Where it, guys are putting hands on each other all at the sideline, and they can throw a flag. And it's it's like, you know, there was one I saw last week where it was pass interference on the defense, and the wide receiver just grabbed the guy and tossed his ass out of bounds. And I'm like, <laughs> how is that defensive pass interference? But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's more cut and dry when we're talking about roughing the passer, which if that's a way to fix it, then I'm all for it. But, again, we, we, we the other thing we don't want to do is slow games down more because everything yeah, seems to we, take a long time. We don't want that. We don't. Nobody wants it. But, yeah, something's got to be done and they got to figure it out soon, just like the Carolina Panthers did when they realized, hey, guess what? Matt Rule, you're not getting it done. 11-27 and 27 in his tenure. He signed a seven-year, $62 million contract. He is owed $40 million by the Carolina Panthers, but thankfully Steve Tepper is the second richest owner in the league. And he's basically like, shit, I pissed that money. Imagine getting eight forty, eight dollars $840,000 a month and not working. <laughs> and the <this laughs> like, thing is, like, that's almost the best. Okay, it is. <laughs> and he was terrible. It didn't work out. And they tried multiple quarterbacks. They tried to reincarnate Cam Newton. Didn't work. They tried to think that Kevin Stefanski was Baker Mayfield's problem. It wasn't. They can go anything. Sam Darnold. Hey, Sam Darnold. Baker still was seeing the new ghosts? coach. I, I read today that Baker is uh, involved in the, the head coach process, or the like, search, rather. He's supposed to not even play for the next couple weeks, supposedly, but they got a second opinion. We know how that worked out last year oh, for Baker. Here we go. I here mean, we go, Baker. What, what do you do for the Panthers? I mean, obviously, oh, getting him up. out of there. Do you, you blow it up? You try Brian Burns more. gone. DJ Moore, you DJ Moore, you you okay. you consider trading Christian McCaffrey. Those are through three blue chip guys that you can yep. turn around and get draft assets for, and and you just you just re you, you retool because that's it's not again it's not working. That DJ Moore is a fantastic wide receiver that will hold a very significant market to acquire. I mean that's going to be a first or yeah probably a first round pick to get DJ Moore. You think and, you can get? You think DJ Moore, the way we've seen him with Sam Darnold and hundred percent, still a first rounder? Oh, absolutely. Because I think the league knows who DJ Moore is, and it's like DJ Moore is literally like, it's like he's playing with his shoelaces tied right mm-hmm. now, based off of the Together. quarterbacks he's had. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a tough scene out there for my guy. Like, I, and again, I'm not saying Baker's great, um, and and I we kind of see that he's maybe not. But like DJ Moore is, and I would, I, there's going to be a team. The Packers would spend the cat or spend the capital. I think the Ravens could spend the capital. There's going to be teams in the mix. I, I I even think the New York Giants would be in on that because Kenny Galladay is a dead person. Like that guy, not even alive anymore. Kenny Galladay is Matt Rule yet still in the NFL. He's getting paid a ton, ain't doing anything. But now for Matt Rule, let me ask you this: He's going to get a ton of money to not coach. Do you think he takes a job in college next year? Because it's just in this guy's DNA. Yeah. I think he's, if I'm Nebraska, I'm calling him right away because you see what he did in temple at Baylor. That guy can redo a program. Obviously it didn't work out for him in the NFL, but who knows? Maybe he'll get a second chance. A la Pete Carroll. Who's the only guy who ever had it really work out. Probably not. But for it's Matt rule tough, dude, it's it tough. Is. Like it, 
again, do I think Matt Rule is a terrible NFL coach? I do. But I think there's there's so many I, there's lots of elements of college football, of course, recruiting. But like in the NFL, it, it, there's so much more going on. There's so much more responsibility you have as a head coach. Uh, there's so much that falls on you. And if you don't get the right people in place to be surround you and help you as a rookie head coach, it's real easy to just fall off the deep end in a hurry and then just panic. And and, and listen, he. He was in way over his head. I, I think the team is probably a little bit better than they've played, but offensively, it's 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 tough to watch in general. And, and DJ Moore needs the football. I'm with you on that. He needs to, but at the same time, is DJ Moore better than Hollywood Brown in your opinion? Yes. Okay, I agree with you on that. I just want to see what your opinion was. And Hollywood Brown got the first round pick. Chris asked, do you trade CMC to the Bills and rebuild and get assets? If I'm the Bills, I make that trade. I said they should have <laughs> traded for Kareem Hunt in the offseason. Yeah, but I. Uh, it's funny. Hey, I was having a conversation with one of my buddies this morning about this. Um, and it's like, man, if you could acquire Christian McCaffrey and add it to that. So so I think, and, and we'll talk about this potentially later, but in my mind, the Bills are the odds-on favorite in, a, in my mind to win the Super Bowl at this point. So if you add in Christian McCaffrey, who has the ability to to be such a good receiver out of the backfield, um, with that offense, it's just like, shit. But like, how much is Buffalo willing to to go out and spend on a running back that, listen, it's going to end up costing you some money, right? And so they got to take that into consideration. So do they trade for, uh, you're not going to trade for Christian McCaffrey for one year, right? You're going to have to think of the future on Christian McCaffrey being on that team. And it's just like, how much are they willing to give up? And and what, what do you do from there? But of course, like, it would be so sexy if he was on the Bills, like right now. Add him into that offense, be. and it would be just, just a lot of fun to watch. And Christian McCaffrey actually has a very cap-friendly contract for the most part. He's due, he restructured and lowered his salary cap number, his base salary, to $1.035 million this year. Next year, it's 11.8, then 11.8 in 2024, and then $12 million for the last year of it in 2025. Now, as far as what he can do when healthy... Well, it's hell, and the, the health's a concern with paying them. It money. is. And that's they that's seem what to, it comes down to. A healthy Christian McCaffrey, I'd give $20 million to. But the problem is, can the Bills... Do they have the ability to create a run game? You see I don't that. think they do. I don't think they do. So I don't think he's the fit for that team. But if you if can trade can him, I, yeah. I like they 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 run through their passing game. That's mm-hmm. the way they play. They they can't like you look at their rushing numbers. Their yards per carry are awful. It's it's been tough, right? And so and it's not necessarily the backs. They've got some solid backs. And we've seen spurts where they can do things, but that offensive line never seems to get the push. So let me ask you though: to build a running game that concerns me come come postseason, mm-hmm. right? That that style, that philosophy, not actually being able to consistently run the football uh, when it gets colder and it gets tougher, man. And I listen; I'm not saying Buffalo can't still you know go on and win, but that's that's a concern. I think over over the season they have to learn how to run the ball better, and I think they will. And we thought they believe they can't run well with how well they pass. Like we think exactly. (laughs) But the thing is, they're not getting the push up front from that offensive line at times. So no matter who your back is back there, they're not. There's no holes being opened up. So did I say they should trade for Kareem Hunt? Why would Kareem Hunt fit better than CMC? Because Kareem Hunt runs like a friggin' madman, and he'll just run straight into guys. CMC isn't that dude. But out of the backfield. He's like, <laughs> bro, he's like a missile, Kareem he Hunt. He is. He's out of control. Like, that and man needs to slow to slow down. He's, somebody's going like, to pay that man a lot of money and be really sad because he's one of those Tasmanian devil on cocaine runs wow. from being knocked the hell out. But like You don't have to, like, try to run over everybody. Oh, it is so fun to see, but it's also terrifying at the same time. Now, for the Panthers, where do they go from here? Who's Who should be their target? I haven't even thought about this. Okay. I mean, what are you thinking? I think they need a guy who can come in, and I don't think it needs to be an offensive guy. I just think they need the adult in the room. Are they just going to roll in on the rest of the year, or do you think that they bring somebody on midseason? See, this no, is I the think weird 
This is the weird when you fire somebody early. Mm-hmm. This is the weird gap you have, right? I think this is a good thing for Steve Wilkes because Steve Wilkes, I thought, got a raw deal in Arizona. He only got one year, and then they were like, let's bring bring in Cliff Kingsbury. And we're not going to talk about the pan- or the Cardinals right now because I think they're kind of a joke, and we're seeing a little bit of uh, indecision between Kyler and Cliff. But Steve Wilkes has a chance to maybe prove that he can be a head coach. But for me, I think D'Amico Ryans is the guy I would look for there. It's a guy who can relate to the players in the locker room. He was a player. He's done an excellent job with that defense in San Francisco, taking over from Robert Sala. For me, D'Amico Ryans would be the number one guy I go after because that defense, that team should be built on defense next year. I agree. So for me, it's D'Amico, and you're going to hear all kinds of names. Don't be surprised if Lane Kiffin's name doesn't get put out there because we love that hot college name. Why do we do that every year? It'll be like Saban's interviewing, you know. uh, It's like they're going to reach out to Saban. They're going to reach out to Biden. You're going to to hear all these names. Hey, if you're not deciding to run for re-election, why don't you come and uh, run our team, okay? We'll see. But, yeah, that's who I'm going with. Talking about craziness, let's talk about Brandon Staley. Okay, so Brandon Staley, he's an aggressive head coach. We talked about analytics and aggressiveness, how we we like it, we understand it, but we feel like they're using an excuse. So the Browns and the Chargers play a back-and-forth game. The Chargers get the ball back after Jacoby Brissett shows why he's not an official starter in this league and his best left as a spot guy. He's He's a good guy. Yeah, it was a fun game, and it sucked because I root for the team that lost. But Brandon Staley's like, you know what? I used to root for that team who lost. So let's give him the ball back for no goddamn reason whatsoever. (laughs) Fourth and two on the wrong side of the field with a minute left and a team led by Jacoby Brissett with zero timeouts. And he's like, fourth and two. I trust Justin Herbert. I trust Justin (laughs) Herbert too. We're the Herbert Hive here. Yeah, we are. And Austin Eckler... Ran like crazy, and the Browns' defense couldn't stop anyone. I said it there. If I, I'm a fat fuck with bad knees, and I can't run, but if I ever need to, I know I can do it against the Browns' defense. <laughs> that was my tweet. That was my post. But I like that, dude. So fourth and two, I understand being aggressive, but what the hell are you thinking? Why are you doing this on the Brandon Staley scale of stupid decisions? That was a ten because it puts your team in a position where everybody wanted you to lose because somehow. <laughs> The Browns, who hadn't stopped anyone all day, go, hey, you know what? We got some really good press man corners, including a guy we picked in the third round in MJ Emerson. Let's play press man against Mike Williams, who had just raped us all damn day and destroyed us. Let's play press man. And guess what? They got a damn stop, and the Browns got the ball back. And then the Browns were like, the fuck do we do now? We weren't ready for this. On the sideline, the Browns sideline, Kevin Stefanski was mouthing, go for it. Go for it. Because he wanted the ball back. But then he got the ball back and didn't know what to fucking do and didn't give Nick Chubb the football. And then we kick a 54-yarder and miss, and Brandon Staley gets out of it. This is a fireable offense if the Browns win that football game. I'm sorry I'm pumped up. But it was so stupid. What did you think about this decision? So I was sitting here watching the game on myself in the uh, in the cave, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's no way he's going for it, right? Are they just coming out to give the hard count? Let's, you know, let's try to draw them off sides. If we can, sweet. Game's over. Um, it, it, my favorite thing I'm reading, Brandon Staley trusted his gut, the <laughs> analytics, and his offense. It's like, but they didn't, they didn't do it. Like, what do you mean? It's, uh, it was one of the most bizarre coaching decisions ever. Because essentially, you could have punted the ball with one minute left inside the 10-yard line and mm-hmm. had Jacoby Brissett have to travel the entire length of the field to kick a field goal to win the game. Instead, you decided to give the team the ball in plus territory with a minute left. And all they need is a field goal to win. It, mm-hmm. The decision made no sense. And he is lucky that K-York missed that field goal because that would be he would be getting destroyed nationally this week. It, and I think he's kind of gotten a pass on it because they did end up winning. But if you make that call, the, you're getting killed everywhere if you lost. Rightfully so. Absolutely. And I, and like, I, I, like, I like a lot of the things he does, but mm-hmm. whatever that was was out of line. We talked about it last year, how his decisions are going to eventually cost them so many games that it's just going to destroy that football team. Yeah. And 
I know I'm I was rambunctious because you gave my team a chance to win. I was even like, why? Why are you doing this? No sense at all. So he does that, and the only reason he's getting away for it is because of what Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams did on Monday Night Football. Otherwise, yeah, people might remember your team, it. Your team panicked. They panicked. They did. They got the ball in a territory that they weren't expecting. They were expecting to get the ball, run uh, up-tempo, no-huddle offense. And in in turn, they got the ball at like the 43, and they were like, well, do we – run do we pass like we what do we do and How? and that's what exactly what that drive looked like and then you settle for that field goal it's like that's it's a tough scene Drew, we got a couple more things to go over here for the uh nfl around the league here but for those of you watching the show right now if you look behind me you'll see kyler murray looking uh i don't know what the hell he's looking like in this green suit that looks like it's from the hillary clinton little lesbian wedding collection at your local like thrift store i mean i don't know what the hell this thing is what is this i don't know what would you would you rock this green pantsuit that he's got on come on dude (laughs) it like this is one of the worst like i i saw this and immediately i don't know if i you texted to me and then i texted somebody (laughs) and i i couldn't text it to enough people right i gotta like like this is like this is this is absurd this is this is offensive. What's this guy wearing? Like, like I don't know. And he just like listen. Fashion nowadays, that shit's all terrible, right? <laughs> all of it's terrible. Two dudes wearing backwards trucker hats and hoodies are like fashion. Listen, this is this is this is thirty some year old man with kids fashion. Mm-hmm. Now that's not fashion. I would still wear this if I was the quarterback <laughs> of the team. I feel like this is what Jared Goff wears, right? Yeah, I mean, this is that's if I'm Arizona Cardinals fan right now, I'm going. That's not my quarterback, dude. He, like, it, it wins some games. He had to find that in the little fella section. Like, that thing was probably like thirty five hundred dollars, maybe even more, and it right. looks hideous. It looks like someone melted down a bag of Skittles and rubbed it on a garbage bag, and they're like, "This is fashion. Put this in Milan. Put this in Paris. That's what we're going with." But my God, I need to, I'm going to try to switch this back. If I disappear, that's why. Let's go back to something else. Hey, it worked. Look at that. Everything working here. All right. Geno Smith. Guy's playing pretty damn well. Is Geno for real, bud? No. Okay. That's all we need to say. Geno is played really, really well. Right. And I really believe Mm -hmm. that. However, like Geno's been in this league a very long time. So we're not going to sit here and act like Geno's a, the top half of the league quarterback because that's just not the case. What they've done is they've really done a nice job protecting him. Tyler Lockett, I think the the receivers, Tyler Lockett, he's been able to get fine guys. He can throw the ball downfield. He's been relatively clean with the football. Uh, There are some weapons. Let's not think like there aren't weapons in Seattle because it was just, we were like thinking, oh God, it's Geno Smith and and, and Drew Locke. Uh, And I read today that, Pete Carroll said that Drew Locke's on his heels. It's like, what is that even? Like, that's not even a thing. Like, you know, Smith played like Peyton Manning, and you're going to rip him for Drew Locke? Like, I, I don't understand. Drew Locke on his heels. Like, is he standing in the weight room? Like, doing yeah. some calf lifts or something? Like, right. backwards? What are we doing? Like, Yeah, and if they're able to run the ball and he's able to work play action, uh, and and I do think it, it, with Kenneth, Kenneth Walker stepping in, with Penny being out for the year, that's a uh, – that's a player, and you watched a lot of him in college. He's one of the best running backs in college I've ever seen. He was. He and was great. He's got great vision. And he's, he's guaranteed to almost take one to the house every game. Yep. He's that guy. So I uh I expect them to, to be able to run the ball well. I'm not, I don't I don't this isn't a playoff team, of course, but I think they're a decent team. Like I don't think they're gonna you know be a, a team that's picking in the top five whatsoever. No, they have outplayed what anyone would think. And I think what Gino's doing differently this year that he hasn't done in the past, he's playing with house money, bud. I mean, he's straight up playing with house money. He's not looking over his shoulder. He's just having fun. He's just going out there and having fun like he did in college where Gino was one of the most fun players to watch in college. Him and Tavon Austin at West Virginia were just a treat to watch. And I feel like he's gotten back to just slinging West Virginia football to be back, dude. I thought it was going to be bad, and then they just crash. Yeah, they do. Let's move on to our game of the week. 
Buffalo 4-1 at Kansas City 4-1. For the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career, he is a home underdog. Says a lot. And now this this has to be the game of the week because when yeah, he is a ridiculous. The commanders and bears have clearly weren't weren't involved. You didn't even ask me if that was an option. Man, listen. We're going to talk is, command. We're officially we're embracing Thursday night football this week. We've had, uh, we've been very lucky, but now we're back to some Thursday. We are night back football. to that. And we're going to talk Thursday night football right after this. Cause <laughs> every Thursday we go back and forth. Like who are you feeling tonight? Like what guy are you going to put in your DFS lineup? And for I this one, no, the defense is the defense you know, and the kickers. You know, when I win, when I play two kickers and that might be the way to go this week. But before we get to that, before we have some fun with DFS. DFS advice. Chiefs rally past Buffalo 42 to 36 in overtime in a playoff game that was just unbelievable last year. One of the greatest Best playoff ever. games of all time. Yeah, and now sweet, we are getting the rematch here in week six yeah. of the NFL. Buffalo traveling to Kansas City. We talked about Buffalo earlier. They cannot run the football. They're struggling. Chris Jones is playing some of the best football I have ever seen out of a defensive tackle right now. The highest ranked player actually through PFF. And I just looked that up before the show and didn't realize that. I, did, I didn't either. Well, as we're talking Thursday night football, Dave asked, how are the ratings for Thursday night football since it's on prime? It's, uh, they're getting yeah, about right. 13 million people per it, game. And that is. Which is damn good. Yeah. And we've had good games, but now, like we here just we said, go, though. Now, now we're let's see how many Thursday people night. turn in for commanders yeah, and bears. This is watching the ugly kids on the dance floor, folks. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be committed, right? You gotta, but listen though, that dog shit last Thursday though, ah, this has got to be better than that. And dude, we got, we got the Broncos on like Monday Night Football again. Like they're always on prime time and they're yeah. killing us, but. We're talking this game, the most fun game of the Sorry. week, probably. I hope this game is awesome. It's 425. I'm not even going to look, but I can guess that Tony Romo and Jim Nance are going to be there. Patrick Mahomes is like, Tyreek Hill who? What do I need? Oh, uh, I got Travis Kelsey who's going to make seven catches for 25 yards, but get four tutties. Was that the most crazy stat line you've ever seen? Because it, it has to be up there in, like, top five of stat lines that I've seen. Just like insane. He, he just... Literally caught little dink and dunkers for four tutties. Like, but that's what? that's what makes this team great. They're like, hey, yeah. this is where you're going to give us options. Okay, you're going to basically double him down the field. But when we get in the red zone, you're going to just single coverage from the one on Travis Kelsey. You're not even going to chip on him. Okay, we're going to find him open. Yeah, it's, but this it's team is putting a putting a linebacker on that man between Ceh, Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco. These guys with the running game and the just whoever the wide receivers are, it doesn't seem to matter. You can put Jody Fortson out there at tight end. This offense for Kansas City seems to not miss a step for the most part. And the defense, defense we thought could maybe fall off, but they're playing pretty damn good in football. Now for Buffalo, they can't run the football, but Josh Allen is doing everything to win football games. Last week, third and 10 from the two after what looked to be a horrible way to start the game, and you're basically sitting there in your own end zone with Pittsburgh about to get the ball back with a crazy win there in the big ketchup bottle or Are You Sure Stadium or whatever it's called now, Akersure, not Are You Sure Stadium because that should probably be what the Brown Stadium is called with Deshaun Watson, but I won't get into that anyway. Third and 10 (laughs) from their two where you're thinking they're going to end up, you know, maybe trying to punt it. Instead... He decides to throw a 98-yard bomb to Gabe Davis where he just drills him over the middle, and then Gabe Davis at half is like two tutties, 168 yards on two catches. And four touchdowns for Allen, 348 yards at halftime. Like, this offense just doesn't make sense sometimes how good they can be with no running game. And their I mean, defense, Josh Allen's their leading rusher. Yeah. And this isn't Lamar Jackson we're talking about. This is a 6'5", 250-pound hey. tank. He's a man when he runs, though, bro. He he runs hard. Like, what, like I, of course, you always worry about your mm-hmm. quarterback getting injured when he runs. But it's like, yeah, bro, this guy's kind of kind of beefy. Like he'll he, like I feel decent with him throwing or running the ball. He's thick. He is he is very quite thick. Quite he's thick. a big boy. And but as a Bills fan, are you worried about him running all the time? Like you got to be worried sometimes when he takes hits. Dude, yes. 
anytime they watch the game, they cringe every time he runs. That's what being a fan is. Well, maybe that's what being like a bronze when you all you know is misery. Mm-hmm. Like even with the the Lions now, they lose every game. But man, when somebody like I, I get afraid every time DeAndre Swift touches it, I'm like, everybody stay away from the guy, please. Like every time. And it's like, yeah, yeah, of course you worry about that. Because if he goes down, well, then you're fucked. There goes all these things. Like, it's tough, man. But but it's part of their offense. And that's why they have to figure out how to run the ball better. Because if they're able to run the ball more consistently, then they don't have to do that. But right now, him running the ball, he's carried it 35 times in, what, five games? Um, so he's not. it's not a ton, but it's still way more than you'd feel comfortable with. He's the effective part of their offense, a part of their running game. Correct. And for this team to win against Kansas City, Josh Allen has to be a superhero, and he's done it every time. But on the other side, it's like Pat Mahomes needs to almost be a superhero. You feel like he's getting more help on that offensive side because he's got Andy Reid doing the things. It's, it's like you, like you feel like you can't turn it over, right? Yeah. You feel like you turn it over that all of a sudden, like that could be, because you think there's probably not going to be tons of stops. But when mm-hmm. you feel that way, sometimes it's different. That's clearly the way it was last time. I mean, shit, the over-under 54. I'm going to take the Bills here. I, I like the the Bills up front. I think they'll be able to be way more effective stopping the run than than we just saw. Um, and again, I think that, that they're just doing so many good things offensively um, that they can certainly win this game. And let's not let's not forget the way Josh Jacobs dashed the Chiefs yep. uh, on the ground. And so I think this is a good opportunity for the Bills to potentially get it going on the ground a little bit uh, more outside of of Josh Allen. So I'll take I think the Bills this game. I'm with you on that. I like that idea you just brought up. I think this game has to be the game where you took James Cook in the second round, even though you had Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. James Cook's the best back on the team. This is a game where you need to find out if this guy can do anything and if your offensive line can get that push. Because if they can't, yeah, it's a strong point. It doesn't matter if God's back there. And I love that Buffalo defense. And Dave says, pick it over 300 yards versus the Bills. Yeah, and most of it was mop up you know they were dropping off in the zone most time but still good for him i mean while that's true like they had to literally throw the ball for like three straight quarters mm. right like there was it was they, they were getting blown out uh, and i will say this about kenny pickett i do like the fact that that kid's got some moxie and he'll fight anyone which is cool but i like it yards. too but the other problem is Najee harris can't get over more two yards yep. of carry so like, yeah, they're going to be doing a lot of throwing, and that's exactly what you want the old rookie to walk into, just tossing it 35 times. But for Buffalo's defense, for the most part, it's been really, really good. And Jordan Poyer should be back for this game, possibly, I believe. I haven't seen an official update this evening, whether he practiced or not. But this is a game where if you're Buffalo, you need Von Miller to be that guy he was game one. Because he's been pretty good, but game one, he was a menace against the Rams. Head on fire. If you're going to win this game, he needs to be that dude. And for me, I think Kansas City wins this game. I think it's going to be a great game. I think that over 54, you said it was over under 54? Yeah. I'm feeling the over on that one. I'm thinking, you know, this is 35-33, something like that. These defenses are good, but these offenses are way, way better. And I think this, I mean, I don't know how we passed up commanders and bears as our game of the week but we did because that's how we do things here because we just don't make sense that's on the brandon staley scale of ridiculous things here but anyway let's get to talking some commanders and bears we're not going to pick all the games this week because we're going to do something different drew had a great idea for this and uh man i won 20 cents last week i forgot about that so i'm logging into my DraftKings account here four bucks hey look at me you look at me we won 420 together. We won 420 together. <laughs> Celebration. Right. So I like to play the 10 cent game where you can win about 10 grand. That's fun for me. Or you get the ticket, which I got. I won a ticket a couple weeks ago and I got to use that eventually here. But it's the, you know, where you get the five guys and then your captain is the games we usually play here. Yeah, those are the ones I play. So now I feel like we should have looked a little more into this early because. <laughs> Some of these prices are pretty funny. Our number one guy here on the board is Carson Wentz at 15-9. Okay. Is he going to be our captain? Let's uh Oh damn. Next week we're going to next week we're going to figure this out better. What we'll do yeah. next week is we'll screen share DraftKings and we can pick mm-hmm. from the list um like that. 
Yeah. Well, for now, let's do this because I just I mean, thought about that. That seems like a good idea, doesn't it? Yeah, I was thinking about doing that, but I didn't trust my internet today. And after I had to back out, I didn't bring it back up. Dude, no but worries. Also, all right, I'm pulling up. I want to. I just want to pull right, up the rosters with you. Pull it up. And you know what else we need to do is we need to look at our boy Detroit Beastie. We need to check bottom of the barrel because he's always sure. got great picks there. You know. So we'll be pulling that up. This is great live footage of us just messing around on our phones, pulling stuff up. All right, so so for me, this is the captaincy spot. Remember? Yep. I say we pick Terry McLaurin. You're Terry McLaurin a, has to have a game. You would think, and he's, he's that good. That game. He's that good, and I think like he's got, and that's a guy that you put in the captain spot. I think he's going to have a game. I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, I mean, it's, I it's, like him. I don't know, see why not, and I'm seeing. BC doesn't have – here we go, Thursday Night Football. Nope, doesn't look like he's got it all up yet. But we can't use him. So let me get back into DraftKings here. So Terry McLaurin at 13-5, I like that way more than I like Antonio Gibson at 12-9. Antonio Gibson seems to be a forgotten guy in this offense right now. I agree, especially with Brian Robinson coming back. Yep, and they basically ran Robinson on early downs, and then it'd be J.D. I think McKissick. Didn't Gibson get a little on. dinged up last week too? I See, think that's he the did. problem. They have three. It's got you got you know with McKissick, who McKissick is great out of the out of the backfield as far as pass catcher. Um, but all right, who you, who you like here? Let's let's put Scary Terry in. He's got to get something eventually. Okay, so he's going I, I in like our it. captain spot. Are we going both kickers? Yes, I think we okay. definitely go kicker kicker. In a Some game like this. Here. We got Cairo Santos and Joey Sly. So right now we got McLaurin, Santos, and Sly. We got three more spots, and we've got 27-9 left. What are, what are we feeling about David Montgomery in this spot? Or do we go Justin Fields, who seems to always put up solid fantasy numbers? Or, hear me out, we take Carson Wentz. We feeling Carson? He has put up pretty good numbers, except he always throws an interception at the end. That's true. Let's but do we it. don't really care about that interception that much. No, and we're we still got two more players to pick after you put Carson Wentz in. Seventeen thousand three hundred available, eighty six fifty, basically each. Guy, do we do we lean maybe double quarterback, double kicker? Let's see. It's in. I mean. I like yeah. it. I, I love like the it. fact we got Nathan Peterman available here, and I just want to throw him in just because. Why not Nathan Peterman? Okay, so let's say we take Dave Montgomery. Okay, I'm just I'm just looking at it. Oh fuck, I don't really like that. And then you could take Cole Komet, but that still leaves you some cash, which I'm okay with leaving cash on the table. See, I'm kind of feeling maybe Justin Fields and then maybe Brian Robinson. Yeah. So you want to go? With, we're going to go with four. Um, we'll go with four. Uh, I don't want to say Redskin Commanders. <laughs> Commanders. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I just said what I didn't want to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going with four Commanders. All right, I'm fine with that. We can go with either Brian Robinson or Khalil Herbert. Who you like better in that spot? I don't know. How about so this? Like, how about you put Herbert and I put Robinson? Okay, let's do it. So I'll have McLaurin, Fields, Robinson, Santos, Sly, and Wentz. And you'll have McLaurin, Fields, Herbert, Santos, Sly, and Wentz, and we'll just see which one goes better. Good. I, I just like I like having, for whatever reason, I, I sometimes I like splitting it three and three because like yeah. with with these two offenses, like I'm like I don't think any of them are going to be very good. But no. I like the double quarterback. I like the, you know I like the double kicker. It'll be good. I uh, <laughs> I screenshot it, so I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it, and I'm going to play it in the uh, the good old double up fifty fifty. Nice. I put it in with, for uh, the with two dollars uh, in to win two dollars. That yeah, we're gonna go big with that one. Uh, I'm going ten cents for ten grand, baby. Okay, all right. That seems way more. Comp- <laughs> and, uh, mine seems way more achievable than that. Yours. <laughs> I've uh, I've won twenty cents in that a few weeks in a row. So I'm just doubling my dimes, baby. I'm up, I'm up four bucks for the year. So it's that like, you know, and I'm okay with that. It's because I have fun doing it. Like for golf, I I usually mm-hmm. play like for real, like you know. 50, and, you know, 100, you know, different amounts. But, and I haven't been playing golf here in a little while, but um, football, I just like to, it, 
makes me into Commander's Bears tomorrow. Yeah, and it, it's just something fun to play with. I mean, we've got our fantasy leagues, and those are fine, but this, you know, you're getting some kind of instant gratification at as the opposed other day. to fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in this game, who do you like, Commanders or Bears? Commanders. You taking the Commanders? I think Man. Justin Field kind of stinks, dude. But he looked, I don't know, there's something about that second half last week. I don't know if it's the Vikings who are just, they make no sense. But it kind of looked for a second like he was getting it. And yeah. maybe I'm just still trying to hold on to just you, I think a little hope on. of what Justin Fields could be. But Sometimes he does Bears. like the Mike Vick where he like runs around in circles in the backfield. And that's cool mm-hmm. and all. Um, but it, he can't really throw very well. No, um, it has not that the commanders are great. I, listen, it's going to be a better game than last Thursday. I'm it, trust me. I'm excited to watch commanders. Bears. I think this is going to be an ugly, but fun game. And I got the bears defense starting. So maybe that's why I'm also taking the bears. Anytime, anytime I can root against the bears. Fuck, I'm in. Dude. <laughs> bears are rocking their orange helmets tomorrow. So I'm going to think I'm watching a Browns game. Yeah. It's going to be really weird to see. Speaking of the Browns, let's get into our game picks here. We're both 41 and 31 on the year. New England Patriots. <laughs> Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. We don't know. Last time these two teams faced, the Browns got ass whooped 45 to 7. Absolutely curb stomped. Who you got? Patriots or Browns? I don't know why. Patriots. I don't know why my. Well, the Patriots are coming off curb stomping themselves. Um, I will. Uh, I'll take the Browns in this one. Just I am listen. also going to take the Browns. I-, I like what the Browns are doing. Um, and, and I think that they will potentially will Bailey Zappi will shut him down. Unlike the team last week, the Patriots played, but I'm going to take the Browns here. The Browns listen it, it, to be, if they can get to three and three, and I know that Browns fans are going to say, well, we could be four. No, no, it's like, listen, you're two and three. That's your record. So we can't go back like that. So we have to accept now that we are, we are not four and one. We're in mm-hmm. fact two and three. So let's. Let's now figure out how to get to three and three. You can't like I don't care what you could have been. This is what you are. You're my team right. is one and four. And that's, I took I don't that's what we are. I took off my hat my hat here. I'm getting a little serious. I got the dad hair going on. We're just a mess, and we got to have a serious talk. Bronze fans, listen. Yeah, you could be five and zero, oh, but guess what? You're a 61 yard field goal away from being one and four. The so ball bounces is, both ways, baby. So stop with the we could be, because you could be worse. Except what you got, because right now, as garbage as your defense is, your offense is one of the most efficient offenses in the league. You're not supposed to be that good this year. This is kind of a redshirt year for you, but you're trying to hold water, and it's been okay. So just you know, take Nick Chubb just seven tutties in five games. No big deal. Nick no Chubb big. is so damn good. No big and deal there. Bill Belichick, by the way, Bill Belichick really talking up Nick Chubb, which I expected. But then today he says that David Njoku is the Browns' best tight end since Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom's a Hall of Famer. And David Njoku is playing pretty well. And David Njoku. David Njoku's actually, and in, in, in I'll just chime in, David Njoku's playing better than really well. David Njoku's been one of the best tight ends in the league. He has been. He's blocking great. He's and, and that's catching what, the ball. That's what you've wanted for, what, four years now? Three years? And um, we knew he was going to be a process, and they've stuck with him, and I love it. Yeah. When you develop your own players, things are just so much better. And let me talk about David Njoku for a second. So I'm I was at Top Golf Sunday night, and no, here sorry. I am taking a leak, holding my M6 driver that was suggested by Mr. Drew Ward there, holding it in my hand because I took it to just blast some balls. And this dude walks in the most phenomenal white fur coat. Hang on, hang on, back up. <laughs> yeah. While you were pissing, you were holding your driver? Yeah, I had nowhere else to set it at the time. So I was just standing there holding the driver in one hand. And, well, you know it was in the other hand. But anyway. Well, I get it. Well, I just just needed to confirm. Like, I I didn't, like, miss a part of the story. Like, okay. All right. I'm just holding the driver. So there's just you're just in the bathroom with a driver in your hand. Yep. And your and dick in the other hand. And your dick in your other hand. Okay, <laughs> so the scene set. So you're already a yep. weirdo for bringing your driver into yeah. the bathroom. Listen, I had nowhere else to set it, and I'm okay. like, this driver's expensive, <laughs> yeah. and I like it a lot. I, I understand. I and understand. I like that at Top Golf. I usually don't bring my clubs, but with this driver, I'm like, I'm gonna blast some balls tonight, <laughs> and I did, and it was fun. And the fact like is, that. the tee's not high enough for me to hit it a lot of times because that thing is a beast. But anyway, I'm standing there, and this dude walks in, stands next to me at the other urinal. And he's about mm, half foot taller than me, plus more. 
wearing his beautiful fur coat. And I looked to my right and God damn, it's David Njoku standing next to me. And I had two options at that moment. Do I take the world's creepiest selfie and bust out my phone and be like, yo, no, I didn't do that. I thought about it because it would have been hilarious. <laughs> but I figured I would have got curb stomped. So I turned Until around. you got your right. ass right. Until yeah. Ass because I turned around take and pictures of men at the urinal, dude. Like <laughs> no. what? But it would have been, I'm like, this would have been the greatest horrible selfie and ass kicking of my life. And then in walks DPJ and Nick Chubb. And that's all a good thing and whatever. It was nice. But David Njoku doing excellent work. That's a stupid little David Njoku story. Let's get back into game picking New York Jets and Green Bay Packers. Who you like? I had to get away from the dick in my hand story. Dude, I'm sorry. I, I thought you said the Giants and the Packers, and I was like, bro, they Jets and Packers. Game. Jets and Packers. Give me the Packers to bounce back in this one. Uh, I, again, that, that was a very um, big win for Brian Dayball last week, mm-hmm. but uh, but I think the, the, the Packers bounce back. Playing that London game is always a little strange. It is. And credit to the Giants for being 4-1. and one. Jacksonville Jags, who stomped the Colts the last time they played, playing at – Indianapolis Colts uh, get over 500 here. I think so. I, I it's the Jags are weird, man. Like the Jag, don't forget the Jags got off to a 14 nothing lead against the Eagles last week, mm-hmm. and then just kind of to me, it's weird. Like the Brian Robinson ETN, like the way Peterson's playing them, they're he's trying to feel out what they are. Peterson's not one that's just going to throw in a young player and play a bunch anyway, so. I think by the back end of the year, ETN is going to get more touches, and I think it's probably better for the offense. Mm-hmm. But they just are not consistent enough offensively, I think, to, to win games. I think they have spurts that they play really well. Uh, but uh, I'll take the Colts. I'm going to take the Jags here just because they seem to just have the Colts number every time. Let's move on to the next game. Baltimore Ravens 3-2, and two, New York Giants 4-1. and one. Giants for real? Are they just getting – they just No, 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 no. They're not for real at all. Okay. Um, Let's say Carl Barkley's been really, really good, and I think that yep. that's something that continues. I don't think that there's anything false about the way he's playing football. We know he's that kind of player. Unfortunately, he's dealt with things uh, as far as injuries are concerned. But for me, it's it's Daniel Jones. I still can't trust him. Uh, I know they're playing. I know they're a fun story so far, but the Ravens in Lamar Jackson secretly playing MVP football. Um, so I will take Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Same. Cowboys 4-1 and one at Philadelphia Eagles. This is our Sunday night game, 5-0. Now, any other week, this is your game of the week. But that 425 game is definitely the game of the week, if not the Thursday night game. Cowboys-Eagles, who you like? Yeah, I'll go quick with this one because I feel like I'm being long-winded. Um, give me the, the Eagles. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is playing really well. And I know that uh, – the hell is my man's name? Cooper Rush. Is- Cooper. I mean, listen, to win your first four starts uh, is is very impressive. Uh, and, but, I, again, there's no competition when that comes back. He's a starter, so I don't want to hear that from people either. Uh, but give me the Eagles here. I'm with you on that. Credit to Cooper Rush. I didn't think they'd win more than one game with him. But credit to Mike McCarthy. What he's done, too, as the head coach. They're doing what it needs to. they need to get this win. And, Mike hey, credit to them. Last game we're going to pick. We're only doing a few tonight. Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. Russ having surgery. He's going to play, whatever. Los Angeles Chargers. This is in L.A., so it's a home game, right? No, it's never a home game game for them. It'll be a Denver game. Uh, Brandon Staley, do something completely ridiculous here to blow this game, or does Russ get back on track? What do you like in this game? Give me Denver. Denver's, got, you, Denver's you going to have to Denver's going to have to figure it out offensively. And I think that they have the pieces to do so. It's just been really, really bad so far. And they've just getting themselves in holes early and they can't move the ball. Uh, and so I think again, let's not act like Jacoby wasn't dissecting this Chargers defense just a week mm-hmm. ago or shit, just four days ago. Yep. So it's it's not like the Chargers defensively are, are like a juggernaut. And I think that this is a good spot for us to cook. You know, I, so we'll see. I think it should be, but let me. I asked someone the other day, are we sure Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are good? No. I mean, we got yeah, no. The yeah, only guy we've no. seen on this offense actually be good, there's actually maybe two of them. Melvin Gordon, we've seen be good, and that was maybe a few years ago. Devontae Williams. Garrett Bowles, we saw be good, but now he's out for the season. So you lost your left tackle, and this offensive line was already terrible. And we've seen Russ be good. But you're right. This. Chargers defense, hey, Brandon Staley, this is supposed to be your side of the ball. You're not doing very well over there. 
there's a lot of talent on that defense. And I get it, Bosa's out with the groin injury, but you still got you still got Khalil Mack. Derwin you got James. Derwin James, who yeah. Najoku just took to school the entire game. Yeah. And you got talent over there. Get that fixed. But I'm going to still take the charges in this one. Herbert Hive, I don't care the injury Herbert has. That guy's amazing with some of the throws. But I think it's going to be a tighter game. I think maybe Denver scores some points finally. Who knows? Maybe they get the, punt the ball to the one, and then Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth and, you know, 10 from the one, and they get a punch in a rust sneak for the win. That's how that game will end. Who the hell knows? All right, let's move on to Ward's wagers, bud. Did that come up? Yes, it did. It's scrolling across the bottom. Ward's wagers, 43-23 in two last season, 115-66-4 over the past three. Two and one last week, seven and 10 in 2022. And not your best start, but no. you're getting back on track here. You're building. We yeah. said it. This season has been drunk. It was high. It's driving I feel like I got influence. my grasp on it a little bit more. So, who you got this week, bud? Mm. All right. So, I will take the Browns at home, minus two and a half against the Patriots. Again, you're playing a third-string quarterback. You guys are playing a second-string quarterback. But I just think the Browns are good enough offensively. Um, and the Lions just laid an egg offensively last week. Bill Belichick did a great job scheming them. The Lions were on the opposite side of the field five times, came away with zero points. But I do like the Browns here. Give me the Browns minus two and a half. Excuse me. Uh, the Bengals are traveling to New Orleans. Uh, and the, the spread is the Bengals minus one and a half. I'm okay with eating the points in this one. Uh, Chris Olave still in the concussion protocol, although he's in the third stage of the hell that means. Um, and, and again, the quarterback position is still banged up. Is Andy Dalton starting again? Looks like it as of right now. Okay. So I'm going to take the Bengals. Like, I think this spread's kind of weird. I thought that it would be more than a field goal Cincinnati, even on the road. Uh, but I know Cincinnati's kind of been up and down, and they they lost to uh, Lamar last week. This is the Taysom and, Hill factor, bud. Dude, Taysom Hill's been really good. I don't know what else to say. Uh, and then my third and final pick is going to be the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the minus two and a half, so I'm taking three favorites this week. Uh, Bills minus two and a half on the road in Kansas City. I just think the Bills are the better team. I like that. I like the fact you're picking the Browns. Gives yeah. me hope. I like the 3-0 week here. We're going to get back on track. But this is this has been a weird season all around. We got one team. We got one team at 5-0. We got a few teams at 4-1. And, and then it's like everyone else is 3-2 and two or 2-3 two and three right now. There's not a lot of really garbage teams this year. It feels like everyone's either right there in the middle and then you're like a few teams separated. Because yeah, and, I, teams and that just doing, leads me to believe we're, we're in for a really good NFL season. It is. Because Definitely parody is great. Going. Maybe not for betting purposes, Mm-mm. certain parody, but like that's what we want on Sundays. Like when the witching hour comes, we don't want our team down 29 nothing. Nope. Not at all. Which, which is what my witching hour was last week. Hey, we weren't talking about that. Tonight. No, no, I know. That's the last thing I was saying. <laughs> he's, like, right. like, oh, he's like, this is the witching hour. I'm like, fuck off, Scott. This is the witching hour. <laughs> so we are third of the way through the season, basically, here at Five, six weeks. We're right in the middle there. Third away season. Who do you like t- coming out of the AFC for the Super Bowl? The Bills. Okay. I like the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's why this game is going to be even more fun. Now, out of the NFC, who do you like? This may sound silly. Commanders, baby. It, it, I I like, and I know that, that you might say, oh, well, they're undefeated, but I like Philadelphia. I really, I, I like a lot of what Philadelphia is doing. And Jordan Davis in that front in on the defensive end, they've been able to stop the run. Yep. J- Jalen Hurts has been fantastic. They have weapons. Like adding A.J. Brown makes the Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown thing. And they've they've been able to run the ball well. And so it's like, I, again, I know they're undefeated, but I, I also don't think that like it would potentially be the favorite to come out of the NFC. Who you got? This is going to surprise you. I'm going to go with the team. I'm going with the Eagles too, bud. And it's really? for, the sim- <laughs> for the simple reason. Because you see what they're doing. They're not overthinking anything. When they get up to the one-yard line, they're like, Jalen Hurts is a big-body, thick quarterback. Yep. He ain't as big as Josh Allen. We're just going to push him into the end zone. 
You know what we're about to do, and that's what we're going to do. We're just—it's an offense that feels way. like who who's getting fed is not as important as winning. Yeah, which like a lot of these offenses, you know, they they it's like again things like that. It's like we're not going to get fancy and do some stupid play action bullshit. We're going to QB sneak it. If we have to QB sneak it three, four times in a row from the one yard line, then, well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to line up two fat boys behind Jalen. Brown gonna should take Brown should take note with that. Go Brissett's like, like 15 for 15 on, on QB sneaks this year. Listen, don't overthink it. You need one yard. Go get it. And that, that is exactly why I like the Eagles on defense. They're just doing what they need to do on offense. They're just doing what they need to do. And, I want to give credit to all the other teams that are out there, but you're not doing the same things. Credit to Brian Dayball at the 4-1 and one New York Giants. I'm not taking you seriously yet. You're doing what you need to do to end up on the winning side of games. Props to you because a lot of teams need to figure that out. But Eagles, they're the best team in the NFC right now, and I can't wait for Sunday Night Football to see what they do. And I think it's going to be interesting to find out who the Cowboys really are because this is really the toughest matchup they had to face. And I know they played the Rams and the Super Bowl champions, but let's be honest about the Rams Please. right now. They cannot protect Matt Stafford. Please let the Rams stink. Please let them stink. Uh, during the show, speaking of the Rams, we did have a uh, OBJ live video on Instagram. I wonder if he was talking about where he's going or if the Rams up their offer because that was the big talk. And I think the Rams are going to continue to stink because they got lucky last week to even score the touchdown they did because Cooper Cup made an unbelievable catch in traffic and then just took off. Oh, the Panthers. They're playing the Panthers, so probably yeah, right so, game for them. <laughs> Chris Somerville, my dad there, says the Cowboys. Of course, you're a Cowboys fan. He likes the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Um I can't yeah, I can't get there. Cowboys, yeah. But we'll see. It's early. It's early. This is probably I'll probably change my team four or five times between now and then. Hey, that's not I don't even remember right now looking back. I don't know if I have my notes. Hang on, let me see if I do. Of who our uh preseason picks were. I think we I think you had I, no, I think you both went Chargers. I think oh, 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 in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, in the Super Bowl. I, had the, I think I had the Bills because I had Josh Allen win an MVP. Looks yeah. sweet right now. It looks sweet. It was, went way out on the leg for that one. Uh, and then I, did I have the Chargers win in the Super Bowl? I think I had the Chargers. And I, I think I had the Bills. You ended up – let's see. We got OSU, Notre Dame. That had to be – My notebook's over there somewhere too. I, I got – I guess it's not that important. I got my kids' notes about drafts. I don't know. You guys can go back and watch that another time here on our uh, our show. Go to our Facebook page. Everything's available there. Man, I knew I had it somewhere. Of course, I'll find it later on tonight, and I'll be like, here, I'll post this. But we have it posted there. We've got all that. But either way, let's have a fun week. Yeah. Play that DFS, and before you sign up for your DFS league, or if you haven't done it yet, before you fill out your lineup, check out our boy at Detroit BC and Bottom of the Barrel. Get that information there. Always good picks for the bottom part of your roster or just watch us every Wednesday and figure out what the hell we're going to do yeah. when we try to put it together. We'll recap it next week. I'll, uh, I'm going to put in the double up with the lineup we, we did on here mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we'll see next week. If we made $2, we lost you. That'll be fun. I'm hoping Five to win stakes. 10 grand out of 10 if cents. If you win 10 grand on 10 cents, then <laughs> that'd be awesome. Good luck. It would be, it would be ridiculous. And, I think you split that ten grand because there's someone who has your lineup every single time. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, you get like if, uh, five hundred. But yeah, if split. I win anything like that out of ten cents one time, <laughs> phenomenal. And hey, yeah, we got breaking yeah. news. Amazon. Speaking of Prime and their ratings, they have hired a new special assistant for their coverage to do pre-produced segments, including one with an alligator. Marshawn Lynch is now part of the coverage for Thursday Night Football. Fresh off the Dewey. <laughs> Fresh off the Dewey and the Smash He's got to pay for He's the back. lawsuits and stuff. He's All right. Back. I love my listen. Marshawn. I, Marshawn Lynch is Larry. Marshawn Lynch doing a segment with an alligator. That's that's must-watch TV here. Yeah, I'll, All right. I'll be there. We'll be there. I, actually, uh, I don't know. It just came up here. Amazon hires him, and apparently they've already got stuff so ready I'll to go. So I'll an alligator tomorrow. <laughs> just gosh, it's, it's, it's Bears. Right, or, I keep saying Bears, uh, guardian, not guardian, commanders. commanders, bears, commanders. Like I, we, we could use an alligator in that yeah. one, right? I feel like hundred percent. Like everybody knows an alligator in in Chicago is is common. Listen, there's four things I think I've learned from Thursday night football. 
One we already touched on, both of us, is don't share cocaine with Richard Sherman. Two is that Ryan Fitzpatrick has a phenomenal beard. And I'm kind of I'm working towards that. I gotta I gotta get it trimmed up here, but trying to get that Ryan Fitzpatrick look with it with it. Three, Prime's done a really good job with their coverage. I've yeah. been pleasantly surprised, and I like the fact you've got four different feeds you can check out. And four, Kirk Herbstreet. Herbie. Set, you go are, home. Settle down. You work too relax, much. Relax, bud. But, <laughs> you hey, work too much, dude. I am surprised at how well he's done. Like him and Al Michaels just seem to fit together. It's it's really Herbie's good job. just scooping up a quick hundred milli, and then he's going to walk off in the sunset. Yeah. Or at least that's what he should I mean, do. He did just move his family to the Cincinnati area. He had moved out of Columbus area because of people hating on him from Buckeye land. Moved to Nashville. Moved his his kids, his family back to Cincinnati area. So his kid could play at St. X. His kid just got his first start at St. X. He was down there watching it on the sidelines along with Pat McAfee, which is pretty cool for the kids down there. But yeah, Herbie's doing a good job. A lot of good things coming out of Thursday night football. We are the full coverage football show, bro. You got anything else you want to talk about tonight? That's it, man. I, uh, I look forward to to, the seeing how we do this week. Listen, man, it's been, it's been a wild start to the year. But like, don't forget to cherish these weeks, man, because yeah. they're there's they're they're few and far between. Listen, 17 to 20 weeks of football in general uh, of real football. It's yep. not a lot. So enjoy it. Watch seven hours of commercial free. Do the laundry another day. We are six weeks in already. Yeah. And it, listen, it flies, dude. Uh, like all the expectations of your team and then they just shit the better. They're really good. And it's exciting. It's not, it's like, this is the NFL. Like you enjoy this. This is fun. Fantasy football is fun. Talking football is fun. Sit back, watch and, the fucking commanders and the bears, because yeah. you know what? You're going to wish that you could watch the commanders and bears. And I'm probably not going to get to watch my guardians Yankees game tomorrow. Cause they're going to get rained out. So it'd be perfect. Push that to Friday night. I get commanders bears. It's supposed to rain away. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be area. nasty up there in New York. Oh, I was going to say they're in New York still. Okay. Yeah, up there in Yankee land, up there with the Bronx Mamas. We're doing the Ovandas. And yeah, I was listening to New York radio and all that stuff. But anyway, it's a great time of the year. We got fall. We got hoodie weather. Hoodie and shorts for me all year round. We got football. We've got basketball coming up. You've got baseball playoffs. I mean, college football is getting big. It's a great time of the year. Thank you for watching, everyone who joined us tonight. And Hey, make sure you put in your DFS lineups. Have a little bit of fun with that. Yeah. Because it's a good time. You don't have to put in a lot of money. Like I said, I play 10 cent once. You're just putting in two bucks. Money. Like you can I can fill out five lineups for 50 cents. Just have a whole <laughs> bunch of fun. Drew's spending 10 bucks. I mean, yeah. It's not much, but I mean, he's in a hidden Airbnb and he's got great watch in that area. Look at this view. Look at this view. It's this looks like a guy that would be bidding four bucks a game. But listen, <laughs> I'm I'm down to earth. I'm, I just want everybody to know I'm a down to earth kind of guy. He ten, is a ten, man ten of a game, the people. Two bucks a game. It's it's fine. Just enjoy yourself. We are men of the people. And to all you watching, thank you very much. This is the Full Coverage Football Show. We'll see you next Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know. We'll be back next week. Don't worry about it. Check out the podcast version of the show. Available everywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google, you name it. Apple, whatever. We're there. Or you can catch us live, whatever you want to do. And remember, as always, if you live the life you love, you love the life you live. Night, kids. And we wait for the circle.